The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Welcome down to the EP Podcast, your Evergreen Park Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti, Hannah joining me. My wife Erica is even going to stop in for this show. It's 30 Minutes of Good, and we take a live show that you can get on the Podbean app at 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights, and we've been doing one at 4 in the afternoon on Fridays, though we're not doing one this week because we've got some other stuff going on. But when you jump on these live shows, you hear everything that we do. It's like about an hour or so. We have a lot of fun call-ins, people get in the chat room. It's a blast. Then we take the best of all of that, throw some extra stuff in, and give you the 30 minutes of good that is your weekly on-demand EP podcast. And that's what this is. Now, this past Friday, my daughter, Audrey, my oldest, had her walkout at Most Holy Redeemer. Normally, every year, they get to walk through the school and everybody claps. This year, it was a parade through the neighborhood, and it was a pretty special time. And I know other schools are doing things as well. That's why this week, we're celebrating our graduates. Evergreen Park District 231 Superintendent, the guy that overlooks Evergreen Park High School, Tom O'Malley, on the show today. John Brand's going to stop by, taste some beers with us. He's from Open Outcry. We've got a band that's got a debut song they're putting right here on the EP Podcast. But in keeping with what I'm talking about, local area schools and what's going on and celebrating the 2020 class, whether it be at the grammar school, high school, or college level, joining me on the phone line right now, the principal of Mother Macaulay, Eileen O'Reilly. Eileen, how are you? I am doing great. We've got two days left until the end of the year, so we are flying high here. That that must be uh, exciting. It's a little bit tempered, I would imagine, or a little bit different. Uh, with what's currently going on. You know, one of the reasons that I'm, I'm having you on today is that I want to give an opportunity here right at the end of the year. I have a daughter that's graduating the eighth grade, and we have a lot of, of kids that are leaving eighth grade, maybe some that are leaving college that are from the neighborhood, and we have several high schools right here in and around Evergreen Park that have these graduating classes that, you know, the shame is they're not they're not getting the what they would have expected at this point, the parties and the pomp and the circumstance and everything else like that. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about your 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 graduating seniors. How What are your feelings right now, and what do you feel about that class? Well, my heart is really with them because, you know, as a Mighty Mac from the class of 2003, you know, I know how much fun um, and how special the last two months of the school year are, whether it's a special event or just being in class daily with your friends. Um, it's truly, it encapsulates, everything that they've been working hard for, whether it's building relationships with people, you know, their academic course load, um, and then working towards college. And so, you know, my heart breaks for them because right now working in isolation at home, even if they connect virtually, it's not the same thing um, like it is here on 99th Street. So, you know, our feelings are for them and we're working really hard to make sure that um, we have plans in place that we're hoping to give them that end of the year celebration if we can if we're able to um so we have some dates saved in july and certainly hoping that we can give them a send-off that they absolutely deserve both our seniors and their families yeah that's a that's one point that i'm kind of curious about and i understand that this is something that changes week in and week out so i'm not trying to nail you down to something that you're promising to the class but can you take me through some of the plans and the things that you've done or are hoping to do this summer if everything works out the right way Absolutely. So if we can be back together again in somewhat larger groups, um, 
one of the first things that we have saved the date for is the last group of seniors who did not go on the special Kairos retreat. Um, we have saved the date for Tuesday, July 14th for them, um, all day here with our Kairos leader, Ms. Nogalik. Um, so we're hoping to give them that experience um, and allow them, you know, that um, end of the year retreat that they have missed. Next, we are hoping to give them a commemorative last day of school, which I think is something that they're yearning desperately for. They want to be back together one more time in our building to see the peers that perhaps they don't hang out with on a regular basis, um, but they develop close relationships with, whether that be because of a club, an experience, um, or a class. So we want to be sure or hopeful that we can get them all back together on Thursday, July 16th. Later that night, we're hoping to celebrate with um, our students and their parents at our baccalaureate mass um, in the auditorium. And then following on Friday, our goal is to give them a, a prom. Uh, likely cannot be at an outside venue, but we will um, do up Macaulay very special to make it look like an outside venue um, and allow them to experience their senior prom. You know, we don't have a junior prom at Macaulay, so this is the big event, um, one that they had been looking forward to for years. So our goal is that they can dress up, look elegant, and enjoy um, their last Macaulay dance. Following on that Saturday, we are hoping to have our traditional graduation ceremony either on our campus or on St. Xavier's campus. Our students dress in beautiful white gowns with white gloves carrying red roses. And so we're looking to recreate that um, elegant ceremony that they likely knew about back in grammar school and envision themselves walking across the stage and receiving the diploma um, from the administration. So that's our goal. And we share our hoping and praying it can happen. You know, a lot of the stuff that's coming out about what's going on right now kind of indicates that the, you know, while kids can get it and they can spread it, the, the, most of the kids in your school, the, the likelihood of something bad happening to them is actually a lot lower than if you were, say, an older person or in a nursing home. Now, on the other hand, you have all age ranges actually teaching these girls. And, you know, it, it, it makes sense. These young ladies, you know, they're going to come in contact with a lot of other people. So there, there is an argument for being closed. But is there any frustration when you sit there and think to yourself, like, you know, I, I remember Macaulay. I was there. Uh, you know, I was I was next door at, at Brother Rice in the in the '90s. I remember when you had so many students that you had the mobile classrooms. There there must be thoughts that run through your head where you're like, we could do something here, you know, because we can spread out. We have this huge campus, and there is there any frustration there, or are you are you just kind of like this is the way it is, and and, and we got to make the best of it. Yeah, I don't know if I would say it's frustration. I think um, you know much of of who much of who's making the decisions they're they're looking out for the best of you know our, our vulnerable population i do think you know it's so unknown at the time and i've been in that position before where you're the decision maker but all the elements are are unknown and so you make the best decision in that moment that you can and now looking back you know two months later is that the best could it have done better sure if we had that information i think where we are now we could be in a position in the fall where we could have students our, you know, we have four contingency plans going on, but whether they're all in the building, whether it's a population who's in the building and that alternates while the rest are learning virtually at home, um, you know, I think there's going to be more opportunity to be creative and to have students on campus, even if that can't be the full population every single day. Um, that's certainly what we're, you know, hoping and planning for here at Macaulay if we're not all back together again. That's interesting you say that, four contingency plans. Like, I, I was going to ask that question. I mean, just as a parent that has a daughter 
that, uh, you know, is, is going to be joining you guys in the fall. I was kind of curious if he had even gotten to that. And it's interesting to hear that you have four different plans because, because I know that like, she's already frustrated. She's not getting all the stuff at the end of the year, but now she goes into a summer wondering how everything's going to go when she comes in and it's an incoming freshman. And that is such an interesting time for anybody. Okay. Who goes into high school. It's the first time your world opens up even more. You meet kids that you never even dealt with before. You're, you're, you're walking the hallways as a freshman and there's, there are young women in there, or if you're in a boys' school, young men that are that are pretty much adults. You got 17, 18 year olds walking around there there at the end of their their time in high school, and you're you're seeing all this different stuff. There's so much to get acclimated to. I'm sure the thought process has to be like, we are gonna have a new class coming in. How do we make them part of Macaulay when we may not be able to give them everything that we normally would do at the beginning of the year? Yeah, I've just that's definitely an active thought. And, you know, how, you know, we know virtual is not the exact same. And so how do we acclimate our freshman students to um, Mother Macaulay and that they've never been here on a daily basis or they don't exactly know what the curriculum or the expectations are? Um, dare I say, but we are very hopeful that there's going to be a way where we're all back together again, even if that means some alternating population. So if they can't be back together again, 100%. Um, you know, perhaps there's a specific percentage at home and that rotates. Um, so they may not be here five days a week, but if they can be here at least um, some portion of the week, that will be helpful. Anything you want to say to your, your class, uh, whether or not it's the entire school, the girls that might be listening, the parents that are out there? Yeah, a few things. Um, one is a, a big, huge thank you because, you know, they're 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18 year olds. You know, this is. Um, life through something very drastically different at them. And I can't tell you how many times I would send a survey out um, just looking for feedback. What are we doing well? What are we not doing well? And the grace that these students show uh, on a survey was, um, you know, almost elicited tears. It was, you know, thank you, Mrs. O'Reilly. This isn't perfect. We miss Macaulay so much, but thank you. Or thank you to my teachers. I know it's hard on them too. Or you know, they would they would show me what their desires might be. I wish I could be back in the building, but I understand. And that um, was not something that I was expecting on the surveys because it was an opportunity for them to tell me, you know, kind of everything that could be changed. Um, but the graciousness that they showed was really, um, it was inspiring. And so I, I very much appreciate that. I think their constant Macaulay spirit is unmatched, even from home. Um, they were participating in several Macaulay Pride Days. Our seniors who um, we're still holding out hope. We are we are going to work as hard as we can to give them something in July, um, even if it can't be the exact plans we had outlined. Um, it's going to we're going to do something um, and they're going to feel special because they deserve that both our students and their families. Um, the last shout out, I, I, you know, I have to say, you know, I'm the one who gets to be on the phone and on the podcast. But, you know, the people who really brought our e-learning to life was our teachers. Um, you know, luckily Macaulay had been doing e-learning for the last two and a half years. So it wasn't, you know, drastic changes. I think our teachers were incredibly well prepared um, and organized to do to transition, whereas I don't know that that happened in every school across Illinois. So a thank you to the people who came before me, um, the people who, you know, worked with me, uh, all our teachers for being tech savvy, to be versatile. I just, it's been an incredible uh, it's difficult, but when you stop back and, and look at what they've brought to the table, it's really incredible. 
Eileen O'Reilly's the principal over at Mother Macaulay. She's a she's a Mighty Mac. I could never be a Mighty Mac, but I got one that was my my sister was a Mighty Mac, and I've got a I've got a daughter who's a Mighty Mac. So I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm an outlier. You know, you're a crusader. Come on now, <laughs> best of both worlds here. We got to celebrate that big, right, crusaders? That's right. That's right. Thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. John Brand is on the line with us from Open Outcry. John, how are you? Hey, Chris. How are you, buddy? Hey, Hannah. I'm excited to be here. I brought I, I brought uh, Erica in to help me with the beer tasting today. We were originally going to bring everybody into the studio and open the studio up starting tonight. And then my parents came up with this idea where they want to get all the family together for the first time. And they asked me the quarantine until next weekend when we're going to do this. So I'm like, well, that threw a, a crink into my plan. So we're going to still completely social distance for the next week and a half. And then just like the patios can open up, according to reports today from J.B. Pritzker, uh, if everything goes well, uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks, well, we'll be open down here in the studio and hopefully we'll get you here in person. Are you excited about what you heard today or, or what? Well, it's, it's a start for sure. It's it's um, it, it was welcome news. Now we gotta wait for uh, Mayor Lightfoot to confirm that the city of Chicago will be able to follow what the government did today. But uh, but but yeah, of course we're we're anxious to get open. We're mobilizing the troops and coming up with a plan to, to be open in the, on the rooftop in nine days. If that is um, if we're allowed in the city of Chicago to do so. Yeah, you know it would be a shame if everything else gets opened up and then the city limits have a completely different rule. Um, and I know, I know it'd be unfair if it's all, if the whole city's underneath one thing, cause even that city, the city of Chicago is, is so diverse with different, different things going on in it. The idea that the North side, the South side and the West side are all the same, uh, is also kind of a silly thing. And we've talked about that before, but hopefully your deck upstairs will be open very soon because the moment that this was announced, you were one of the first places I thought of because I was like, oh, John with the rooftop is going to have so much fun with this because you could still run the whole carryout business downstairs and have the deck upstairs. I can imagine the, the gears started to turn in your head like how you were going to do everything, right? Well, that, well, that's exactly right. Uh, we're, we're definitely cautiously optimistic. Well, John Brand is joining us live right now on the EP podcast and John's uh, amazing brewery, Open Outcry Brewery is located over on 109th and Western and uh, he's really become like the unofficial brewery of or really he's like the official brewery of Evergreen Park we don't have one yet and I love having him on to talk beer so that's what we want to do today last week we last time you were on we got we got deep John and uh tonight I promised you we would just talk beer so that's what we're gonna do yeah, let's just let's just Let's just talk beer today. Yeah, let's just talk beer today. That's what we want to do. So I sent you a message because I always like to make my orders for Open Outcry uh, around the time that we're, you're going to be on. I go and I stock up. So I was already going to get a bunch of beer. And I said, give me a few that you think I should go get that we could taste. And one of them uh, looks like it's made out of raspberries. Now, this is the second time in a row that you have given me a beer that has fruity flavors. 
<laughs> As they're partying in the background uh, and our, at open outcry, I can hear them. And are you, well, that, that's a staff work and we're going through our dinner service right now. So oh, I'll good. step outside. Oh, okay. Are, are you enjoying are you enjoying the beer? Uh, I haven't had the raspberry yet, but Erica's drinking it. I, I was doing the introduction. She went right to it. So, so first of all, tell everybody about this beer because we had the blueberry last time. Now we're doing raspberry. I'm not a fruit guy. So this is why I was like, Erica, come over here and drink this with me just in case. So I'm going to try it right now, but why don't you tell everybody a little bit about it? Sure. So, so that beer is what, uh, what we call the rogue wheat trade. It's an American wheat and it's one of our, one of our more popular beers and one of our more requested beers. Um, it's an American wheat beer. So you're going to get, um, those things you typically would expect from a wheat, a grainy note that you get from all the wheat that's in the grain bill. Uh, it's hazy. And that, and that beer, because of all the raspberry puree that we put in, it has a reddish pinkish hue to it as well. So it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun beer to look at aesthetically as, as, as well. I would say, um, before I let Erica talk about it a little bit, I would say that I, my first impressions of it is just like the blueberry beer. This is definitely a seasonal beer that I could see myself sitting on a hot, sunny, sunny day. It's a daytime drinker. If the sun was down, I don't think I would be going for it. I would sit there and say, okay, well, we're going to take a, uh, I'm going to go with something darker and heavier and everything like that in the cool night air. But if it was hot outside or if she brought this to me while I was cutting the grass, I'd be like, yeah, I'm down for this. It's refreshing. That's what my feeling is. Erica, what's your feeling as you taste that one? Well, I am a big fan of wheat beers and I think it's delicious. It's very refreshing. Um, just like Chris said, I'd sit out on my patio in the back and, um, you know, pour a couple of them and just relax on a nice couple of them, huh? You're partying on the patio, huh? A couple. You should, see her, no, you should I... see her now. You should see her now, John. I mean, like, it's like she starts before me now that this quarantine well, has started. I used to be well, the one that got I, the funny look. I can envision it because I've sat at the other end of the bar at Unidad over on 95th Street and I've seen Erica drink before. So I know that. <laughs> I, I know that it's I know brilliant. that I know that she I know that this isn't her first rodeo. That's oh, for sure. Oh, thanks, thanks, John. That's amazing. That is the quote yeah, of the night right there. We just I mean, Sal. I mean, I know Sal and the folks over at Unidad make great cocktails, but I mean, come on, Eric. I was, I was, a little, I was just glad, I was glad Chris was driving that night. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing we only live about three blocks away, just in case. We're we're lucky. Yeah, right. We're lucky in that whole thing right. when we go over there. All right. So she likes it. Um, she likes wheat beer. She likes she likes fruity beer. She does. It's not it's not my go to thing. Chris, you are right. In the spring, it is you know spring for breweries is a fun time to experiment with fruit, especially a lot of the fresh fruit fruits and purees that are available to breweries. So, you know, we do the same thing. You had the blueberry a couple weeks ago and we were able to get our hands on some fresh blueberry puree. So we added that to, to the wheat and um, people seem to be enjoying it so far. That's good. You know, uh, have you ever tried this? I mean, th- you know, this raspberry flavor that I'm tasting, like I, I don't always dabble in sours, but I could imagine you could use this in a sour very well. That, that, you know, I like blueberries. I don't like blueberry sours, but I like I would like it if you had this kind of a flavor and a sour as well. Well, the, the tartness in a raspberry, uh, some people do enjoy that with the sourness of a sour for sure. Tartness and sour. Some people like that, the way that that combines and what that does with the palate. Now, we also have your open interest here, and that's a New England IPA, right? That's correct. Okay, so I've, I think I've had this one before, but we're going to definitely have a taste of this one. Uh, Hannah, do you have any questions about what you're missing out on right now? I'm just 
trying to picture drinking that raspberry beer. It just sounds so good right now. And I was just working in my yard and I so could have used that. <laughs> so I'm just going to listen to how much you all are enjoying it. Well, be- before we get to the, uh, to the open interest, we have a question inside the chat room. I'm going to ask John, uh, Lisa asks, uh, do you have anything over at Open Outcry for those who don't drink beer? I, I already know the answer, but I'm going to give John a chance to talk about it. Yeah, we sure do. Well, uh, from the day we opened, we, uh, we, we, wanted to, we wanted to offer our guests more than just beer. So, uh, you know, we have a full cocktail bar as well. We offer wine also. And during, uh, during all this and uh, shelter in place, uh, we've included wine and batch cocktails and as part of our curbside pickup and delivery options as well. So we batch, we rotate cocktails. We do usually two a week for two or three days. And today we just dropped a, um, a gin, freshly squeezed lemonade, ginger ale, and mint 32-ounce uh, batched crawler uh, mm. uh, that you can then um, uh, bring home. And with 10 ounce Collins glasses filled with ice and get about five, five, five and a half cocktails out of it. Don, I find it impressive that my entire life, especially when I was young, like my teenage years and into my 20s, I always wanted to get the response you just got by describing that drink. Because I just listened to two grown women moan on their microphones. Okay? Oh, Chris. It just, Chris, it just happened. Chris, I just Chris, heard it. They both did, and Erica has got one of those looks on her faces that normally I get on a good night. That's all I'm telling. Chris, I'm fairly, I'm fairly confident that's not the first time you've heard that noise come from women before. I, I... John is the hardest working guy on the South Side. I love having him on the show, and I love his thoughts on beer, and I appreciate I him coming that. on. Nice. Oh, you're you're doing well, a great job. You really are. You really are. That's John Brand. Thank you very much for coming on the show, John. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Look at all those people in this great suburb. Driving down 95th and Ked Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park, but we know it better as the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember Ted Kaczynski? You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might be asking why. Because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 60805. It's the EP podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP podcast. Evergreen Park. Tom O'Malley is the superintendent of District 231. That's the district that looks over Evergreen Park High School. And as we celebrate our 2020 grads, we welcome him in. How are you, Tom? Chris, I'm doing very well. Despite all the craziness of the times and everything that we're dealing with, uh, we're keeping our head above water and uh, I'm doing well. First, I want to thank you for having me on. I know you've talked about having me on before and I really appreciate the time. We have so much great things that I want to share 
Um, and I appreciate everything you're doing during the pandemic. As I review your podcast, you've done a great job of keeping the community abreast of things. You've had doctors on, you've had the mayor on to talk about what's going on during these times. So uh, thank you for all of your efforts. Uh, it's been very informative. But in terms of closing out this year, I mean, my heart just goes out to our seniors. It, it is such a tough time for them. It's such an adjustment for them. I mean, all the things that they look forward to in a high school career culminating with these end-of-the-year graduating events, awards nights, athletic banquets, recognitions, trips downstate, uh, you know, all those things were stripped from them because of this pandemic. And I really am so proud of our kids for how they've endured during these times. We had to make a quick adjustment to remote learning, and our kids have been excellent. Our our attendance rate has been fantastic. Um, Our kids have made that adjustment, and they're surviving, and they're doing a great job. And I I really have to give a shout-out to our faculty and our staff as well. Um, It's been amazing to see the support and that they have provided our students. What are the plans? I mean, you know, I know not everything's set in stone. I know that everything changes here, it seems, day to day. Uh, The science is constantly being adjusted as we learn more about what what is safe and what is unsafe. But, you know, tell me a little bit about the class and what you hope to be able to do for them. Uh, or what you might have been able to do for them uh, up to this point? That's a great question. And we've we're, we've been doing uh, so many things above and beyond even what we would traditionally do just because we need our students to know how much we care about them. And, and times for times like these call for different measures. Our faculty and staff last week, we because we started the year late, our graduation um, is not supposed to be until June 3rd. And so our faculty and staff, we, we do line saw, lawn signs, excuse me, for our seniors this year. So we wanted to make that special. So we did a special, our, one of our art teachers, Libby MacArthur, designed a special sign for our seniors. It was a two-sided lawn sign. And... We had over 50 faculty and staff showed up last Friday to pick up the signs and to deliver those to students. Uh, they knocked on the door. They talked to students and parents. I mean, um, you know, again, of course, we're maintaining our social distancing, but it was, and I was involved in this process myself as well as the rest of the administrative team. It was so great to actually see students and to actually talk to the parents and to hear what's going on, to hear some of the struggles, to hear the things, uh, the positive things that are happening, to hear the fact that the parents felt we were very supportive of them during these times. Um, So as far as um, what we're doing for our seniors, we have been doing uh, a number of continued things via social media to recognize our all of our seniors, we, we've done a senior shout out on all of our social media platforms that includes uh, our, our picture of our students along with what their future plans are. Um, that's one of the things we make sure when our students graduate is they know what their plan is when they leave Evergreen Park Community High School. But just to hit on a couple other things as far as what we're doing for our graduates, so we planned a virtual ceremony. Um, for the regularly scheduled June 3rd time. So at 7 p.m. on June 3rd, we are going to air our virtual ceremony, which is going to be recorded. It'll have all the components of the regular 
ceremony, except we're not going to have the, the crowd there and, and the students aren't going to be gathered together. But on top of that, what we've done is we've kind of uh, taken a page out of some of the other districts um, and what they've done to celebrate things in a more in-person setting. And so recently um, we have come up with a plan. Next Thursday, we are going to have an in-person ceremony here on campus, and that's going to kind of be a drive-up scenario. We're going to have a, a full stage set up um, and replicate what we would traditionally do for graduation. Um, it's going to have our administrators, our board members, and our faculty all in their in their uh, formal gowns uh, that we do during graduation. And our students are going to be able to walk across the stage with pomp and circumstance music playing in the background, receive their diplomas. Their parents will get an opportunity um, while they're on stage to take some pictures. And then they will walk through uh, a corridor that's lined by our faculty and staff, all congratulating them for all of their efforts. A word for everybody. I'm sure they, they'd, they'd appreciate it. I'm sure you'd, you'd love it to, uh, to say something about your kids. I, I want to thank them for all that they've done during these times. I want to tell our students, look, we're here for you guys. We are a resource. You're, you're going to encounter some additional challenges. Don't forget we are always here. We, we've got a full complement of resources, and anything that you need, you need to take advantage of the resources that you have here because once a Mustang, always a Mustang here at Evergreen Park, and our kids need know that, and they know that they will always have that Mustang pride that they will take with them. And just moving forward, you know, when you think times are tough, you need to be able to reflect back of what you endured during these times and and know moving forward that you can get through anything that you put your mind to. And students, I will say this to you, you know, you always are going to have those special teachers that impacted you. Reach out to them and thank them. They don't always get the thanks that they deserve, but it doesn't have to be now. It could be three months from now, but it does make a difference when you do that. And I wish all of our students all the best as they move forward. Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things when Tom Walsh is nearby? He's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie, member SIPC. He's one of my former stunt guys. He used to go by the name Weasel, Hannah. And when I was stunt in, guy? yeah, when I was out in Wheeling, West Virginia, doing morning How radio. How does a radio guy have a stunt guy? I think I had him ride. for you, Jason. Did I make you ride down the hill? on uh on a frozen turkey or w did i have you like i might have i might have dragged him behind a humvee too on roller skates i'm not sure 
Um, <laughs> Tell Hannah some of the dumb things I used to make you do back around the turn of the millennium when you were uh, my stunt guy on my morning radio show on Womp FM 100.5 in Wheeling, West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. One, 100.5 Womp FM, Chris Lanuti and on in the morning with the weasel. Where are you, <laughs> where are you whopping from? Where are you whomping from, Weasel? <laughs> uh, uh, we are, uh, oh, geez. But yeah, we used to do crazy stuff. Oh, um, yeah. I, I went, I had this little scooter thing I used to ride around on, you know, like the little kids have. And uh, and he made me go through a car wash on it one day. Yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> and that was, seriously. Yeah. Um, like, I would do crazy stuff. And I had this little cell phone, and we would go out, and a lot of times it was, you know, find the weasel wherever I was around town. And yes. People, people came to a, a, an Italian festival one time and threw meatballs at me. Yes. Yes. Um, I remember that. Yeah. I probably got a tape of some of this stuff. We're going to have to find that and put it on the podcast one day. All the stupidest stunts that I made some poor guy who was my intern do because he didn't get, <laughs> he didn't get paid at all. Hannah, he got paid nothing. Of course not. <laughs> and because of the guilt that I feel, he has a new band called 80 proof. Now, Jason's an accomplished musician. Um, he's, he's really good at what he does. He's also a music teacher. He's been doing it for years and he's got this brand new band. And he asked me if I could, you know, play a song and tell everybody a little bit about 80 proof, what kind of band it is, if they, what kind of music it is, if they want to get into it and how they can listen to it, just run it all down. This is your moment. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. Um, so 80 proof is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, I've been in bands over the years. Uh, first band I was in. I was 10 years old with my father. It was like an oldies wedding band. I'm currently playing with my wife, Lori Fetzer, amazing singer. We got a band called Big Daddy. And I've done everything in between. But over the years, I was like, it would be really cool to have a band called 80 Proof. That's like straight, <laughs> you know, because I used no, well, I love to be how honest, you, I love how it wasn't, you know, down, you know here's, straight. here's the best part about that sentence. He didn't say, you know, there's a kind of music I wanted to explore, or I feel like I need to get more creative. He was like, I got to come up with a new band just so I can call it 80 proof. That's what the brilliance is of what he just said. Oh yeah. Well, I, you know, Jack Daniels and I used to be really close. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, you know, and Jack Daniels is 80 proof and the name itself, 80 proof with, you know, the, the connotation of eighties. It's, I, I just love the whole eighties rock stuff. And you were asking mm -hmm. about style wise, if you took like, uh, Alice Cooper and the black crows and ACDC and, you know, poison and, you know, mix them all together. You know, it's all, it's all the influences that I had when I was a kid. So it comes out, it sounds like some eighties party rock stuff and it's a good time. The band is 80 proof. Check the entire album out and get whatever tracks you want from them. 80proof.online, 80proof.online. And they will close out the show. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nudist basement. And the nudist basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha.
Podcast can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.